what I believe is what I didn't like about her was what I still didn't like about me. That is the truth. What we see in others that we don't like is a reflection of us. Every single relationship gives us such a powerful mirror into who we are. Welcome to Soul Sisters Get Real, the show that goes deep in who we really are and why we are really here. We're your hosts, Karen from the States and Eleni from Australia. We've had heartfelt conversations as soul sisters for years, and we're ready to share our truths, stories, and life lessons with you. And to inspire you to connect to your truest essence, which resides deep within your soul. There'll be tears, there'll be laughter, and there'll be no holding back. So sit back, relax, and let's get real about the things that truly matter. I am super excited about today's episode because it's such an important topic and it's about relationships. And I want to talk about our relationship and how we got together. But what about if that saying that we've both heard, which is people come to us for a season, a reason or a lifetime, what about if no matter what, whether they stay for a season or a lifetime, there's always a reason? Because that's what I believe, that there's always a reason. And whether that relationship is a positive relationship that we see as positive or that we see as negative, that that relationship is supposed to happen and it's supposed to be for our highest good. I agree because there's always growth in it. With every relationship, whether it's a deep relationship or more of a surface relationship, every relationship we learn from. Right. When we look at like when people are in our lives, it's because we learn something from it. Yeah. And I want to talk about that today. I even want to give a couple of examples of people that have come into my life that I really didn't like. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't like being around and I didn't like their energy and what that what I needed to see in them that would would help me with my own path. But First of all, before we talk about the relationships that, you know, gave us the, don't want to be around that person, mm-hmm. you know, um, I like to talk about our relationship and how we perceived each other when we came into each other's lives. Because when we first met, we had no idea at that stage that we're going to be soul sisters for life, did we? No, right? I mean, you flew in from Australia. And here I was in the middle of the United States, and I knew immediately that we had a connection. I admired you. Were you the keynote speaker that time? No, the, I don't think you first, were. You had just the first year I wasn't the keynote speaker. The first okay. year I was just the normal a presenter. Uh, the year after I was the keynote speaker. But yeah, this is when I came into the States in 2016 um, in St. Louis, to present at a hypnosis conference and you were one of the participants then and um, my recollection of you was this beautiful humble uh, person and I instantly liked you because I felt like you really didn't you didn't play to the ego but I did so I ego the ego frequency was really was really um, driving my life at that time which I think I needed to have to get to where I was 
but I didn't really understand the ego frequency and how that worked back then. I thought it was just confidence. But what it's interesting that the people that I'm attracted to were the people that weren't operating at that ego frequency. So I felt like you were really humble and, you know, not um, arrogant and not full of yourself uh, because you came to me to ask, did you come and ask for advice or did I just give it to you? I can't remember. I don't remember at the time if I did. I probably did. No, actually, no, it's coming to me now. I think I just, um, I, no, I think it was the year after that I actually said, why don't you, yeah, it was the year after. It was the year after. And when you gave me that advice, you changed the trajectory of my life. And I tell that story often. That was a straw that I needed, like that little nugget that I needed. And I remember what you said to me was, you are teaching others how to work with athletes. You have a program that already has structure to it. Why aren't you sharing this and teaching it to other hypnotists and hypnotherapists? And I thought to myself, I don't know. Why am I not? And that was the little straw that got me started on my journey to now teach and train and have an online course as a business coach. And it was you. And I say that all the time. Like it was, it was my friend, Eleni. She like put the straw in there. I remember that now. And it wasn't, it wasn't you asking me. It was me because I used to see the opportunity in everything. I mean, that's my job back then was to help entrepreneurs grow their business. So I used to see opportunities everywhere. And I used to see that every speaking gig needed to have, you needed a call to action to the people listening so that you could grow your tribe. You could, you could serve, you know, make an impact and I saw your presentation in the second year that I went to St. Louis and you didn't have a call to action. <laughs> you were sharing all this information, but there was no call to action. Like, well, what are people going to do now? How are they going to continue the journey with you if there's no call to action? And so I, I had to tell you, you know, create a program which you can sell. And then you did do that. So I came into your life at that moment to give you like a valuable piece of information and we all do that for each other all along our journeys but we don't necessarily take it but you took it and I was ready right I was ready and open I I was humble and the reason was is because I was new and I didn't really know what I was doing I wasn't new as a hypnotist or hypnotherapist but I was new to that scene to the teaching scene to the conference scene and I felt like I knew nothing And for you to come and tell me, hey, you know what you're talking about? Why aren't you teaching this? And I was open to it, you know, and and then I realized it changed the trajectory of my life and what I knew. And then where Josh came in around it because he was this amazing athlete and yeah. And then you and I just connected after that. And so I remember, um, I was a keynote speaker at another conference and the only person that I felt really comfortable enough to ask this was you. Uh, (laughs) I had run out of deodorant and, you know, I'm just catching planes and catching Ubers. I've got nowhere to go to go and get deodorant. And so I said to you, can you bring me some deodorant to Chicago? Was it? No, Boston. Was it? No, I think it was Chicago. No, St. Louis. It was Chicago. No, it was Chicago. It was St. Louis, wasn't it? You were down. Yeah, it was when I was the keynote 
speaker in Chicago, I'm pretty sure. Okay, okay. And, and you, bought, you texted me. You sent me a text. Can you please bring me deodorant? And you didn't know which one to bring. So you bought me like four bottles. <laughs> well, you wanted aerosol, which is so funny because I went to Walgreens. I think I got four different kinds because I didn't know what kind you wanted. And of course, you only needed one because you were flying and couldn't take them. So I actually have still one of those. And every I don't know why I kept it. Every time I look at it, I think of you. Oh, that's that's so funny. And so that's how comfortable I felt with you. And then I could text you and say, please bring me deodorant to this conference. I've got none. <laughs> I don't want to smell. And um, and then, then um, we kept talking to each other. We kept connecting in because I kept going to the States every single year for multiple times of the year. And we connected at every single conference. And so we would socialize as well and have good times. And, and then, of course, we've already talked about um, what really brought us together was, um, well, you also did some coaching with me as well, one-on-one -on -one coaching. So you trusted me enough to do that for a short period of time. Yeah, that's when I suggested you put your son as your background um, there, which is beautiful. And that was before he passed away. Wow. That's when you said wow. he is, yeah, you said, you know, he, he is your symbol, amazing wrestler, get something that shows your brand, put it behind you for Zooms. I did that. That's him winning state. And he passed away after that. Wow. And so obviously that was supposed to happen. And I, none of us knew he was going to pass away. And yet we still, we both were holding the energy of Josh, that, that he is so significant that you need to put him in your room and in your energy space when you're doing your work. And again, you listened and you did it. And then after that, when he passed, that's when it really ripped me to my core because it was like, wow, this beautiful lady that I love so much, she's going through this unimaginable pain now. And I felt really helpless and and you were so um, like incredible with your ability to navigate through the situation. And we talked about that in the first episode. So if you've missed the first episode, please go back to that because it's a beautiful story about um, how Karen has really navigated the most difficult thing that could ever happen to any parent, which is which is losing this their son. And and then a year later, I lost my dad. And we talked about it that is episode two. And um, we we were just connecting on FaceTime. And prior to COVID, we never connected on FaceTime because I was always visiting the States. But after COVID and everyone's on Zoom and we started getting used to having these online conversations, we wanted to connect because of what happened in our lives. And we loved our conversations because we would always talk about you know, what was going on for our soul and for ourselves and our challenges. And then that's really how we decided that let's make these conversations public. And this is the, this is the mm -hmm. origin story of Soul Sisters Get Real, mm -hmm. which is um, real conversations that we would have anyway out in the public. But getting back to relationships mm -hmm. and you gave me the way that I work, that I, what I believe about relationships is that it's never one way. Even when you think it's one way, it's never one way. With the energy, right? It's the give and take of the energy or someone's giving too much or taking too much or, and the best relationships, that soul connection, which is what we feel we have, is, is the give and the take. 
and the back and the forth and the exchange of energy as as an equal it's balanced it's balanced and also um we don't get offended with each other like just say as an example we agreed to meet and then one of us couldn't for whatever reason it's like there's just so much love and understanding there's no oh no you have to show up and you didn't show up there's none of that none of that you know codependency or expectation you have your life I have my life we love getting together and connecting but we don't expect things from another would you say that's true oh absolutely I think we're both so giving and forgiving in that and what comes up for me is that's that space of we've both learned to not be victims in our life, right? That's part of that opening up to loving everyone that we talk about all the time is not being a victim. You're not doing it to me as a victim, right? It's just, it is what it is. And we're not judging and we're just in the space of, okay, then we get to renegotiate it. Exactly, exactly. And um, so let's go on to the other side of the coin because I find this the, the most fascinating So I talked earlier about there are people that come into our lives and I have this belief that every person that crosses your path and that person might just be for a minute, like they've said something. There's there's a reflection there in terms of what we do with that interaction. Mm. As an example, once I was at a bottle shop, I think, a number of years ago, and this I was taking a little bit of time to pay. I can't remember why, but the man behind me, he just started yelling at me and abusing me. And when I walked away from that situation, I really felt sorry for him that he's that angry. And it was a self-reflection on me saying, oh, like I didn't take that personally. I wasn't affected by that interaction. I really saw that as, so there was this reflection on me on, wow, a year earlier, I would have. That would have really upset me. So where have I come along in the journey? So it's these little mirrors that we see everywhere all along our journey. Yeah. And how do we spread the love when someone is like that to us? Because as you and I know now is they are behaving like that because they're not happy because they're miserable and they have something going on. So how do we, you know, how do we share the love, right? It's just turning and smiling and saying, have a great day. Uh, and on that piece, I, I did want to mention is there have been people in my life that aren't just quick at the grocery store mm. or the bottle shop, which I totally laugh because I don't know what a bottle shop is. <laughs> but, what, what do you call a place where you sell alcohol? Oh, a liquor store. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was just imagining and maybe that is a bottle shop. So I was, I was intuitive. Oh, I love right, it. It's, it's another thing I love about our conversations is, is these little words. Um, like the other day when I said to you, when I said to Siri, Siri, Hey Siri, turn the torch off. And you laughed your head off because you got, you went like, how is there a torch in your phone? <laughs> and, yeah, I don't uh, heard that. We, you call it a flashlight. We call it a yes. torch. How funny. Yes, I know it's totally funny. And then sometimes people are in your life and they continue to show up in your life, whether it's, so mm-hmm. here's an example of someone that, uh, someone that uh, we were on a, I was on a trip with and it was a, a group trip, a group tour. And then, um, it, 
it just was something it's, it's karma, right? Just something did not resonate with me. And, and I work really hard at being non-judgmental. So it's not about judging someone. Like I don't like them because I don't like how they look or I don't like whatever. Mm. It's just this energy you feel. Right. And it's like, Ooh, like there's some karma there. And I don't know, obviously it came from another life or another time and you feel you feel the energy and then they keep, then they show up in your life again for whatever reason. And then you see them somewhere else for another reason. And it's working through that and just realizing that, you know what, they are also a loving soul. And if they aren't resonating with me, it's probably from some kind of karma. And that's my job. Like you said, that's my learning. That's my lesson. What is coming up for me and why, and how do I get to be open and loving, even though I'm feeling the energy. Yeah. Yeah. And it it is challenging, but it's one of those muscles that the more that we use that muscle, the more we can do it. That's what I believe. At the beginning, it felt really difficult to send love to someone that really just like, oh, just something about that person I just don't like being around them but the more we send love to the people that we find the most difficulty sending love to the more our heart opens the easier it is to do that I have an example too where I had um, a colleague and um, something about her I just it it just irked me just her presence being around her and now that I reflect back on that what I believe is what I didn't like about her was what I still didn't like about me. That is the truth. What we see in others that we don't like is a reflection of us. Yeah. So she had this thing where she would um, always talk about how great she was (laughs) and what a great therapist she was. And when I reflect back to that time, I also had this belief that I was a better therapist than everybody else. <laughs> and so and so when I look back at that time, she was displaying what I had in me, what my ego was telling me. My ego was telling me you're better than everybody else when, when it comes to therapy. Like, you know, the only way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So whatever the trigger is, right? If someone triggers us, we're like, hmm, why is that a trigger for me? Oh yeah, maybe there's that mirroring. Exactly. And sure. and back then the way that I ended up dealing with with that was because I didn't like her energy was blocking her. Cuz I just didn't want to see her posts on Facebook anymore. I didn't want to be around her because it just made me feel ugh, yuck. But now, the way that I see things now cuz that's where I was then is like in order for me not to be in that energy, I needed to just block that energy. Hmm. I believe we don't block because that's our greatest fast track to evolution is allow these people to come into our lives. And if we are really learning and evolving, we won't be triggered. But if we are triggered, that's a greatest gift of all to find out, well, what's still inside me that I'm still so bothered by this person. And so don't block, grow, you know. Let's grow yeah. with the experience. Accept it, breathe it in. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. The other thing I realized, I'm, I'm taking this emotional intelligence course and actually I'm training right now. I was coaching it. And 
what I realized and what came up for me is even though I work really, really hard at being non-judgmental, we as humans, our ego minds are judgmental. I, I don't oh. care who you are, unless maybe you're Jesus or Gandhi or Buddha. And I don't I even think they probably struggled with it because they had the human ego. And it it's uh, typical for us to immediately judge. And the important part is that we step back away from it and we say, there's no judgment here. Like we don't get to judge. We're not the ones to judge, but it does come up. Right. And then you have to step away from it and be like, no, I love these people. I love the, you know, I love who they are. And, and how do I see them in a really loving way? Because it's, it always happens, right? It just sometimes it's working through it where it's not as long as being a judgmental with everyone. Yeah. It, it always happens because it's part of the human ego and it's part of this whole belief in separation that um, I am separate to you and I need to protect my identity and I need to um, know where my identity fits in the social hierarchy. So mm-hmm. I'm either less than or better than someone else because we're in a hierarchy. That's what the ego believes. But Uh, We know that that's not the case, but also I think it's important that when we see ourselves judging that we actually um, be okay with the fact that we did in the sense that don't judge ourselves for judging (laughs) because then that's the spiritual ego. The spiritual ego comes in through the back door and will always use spirituality to have a once up and say, you see, you're still judging don't judge. That's not very enlightened of you. <laughs> and on top of that, what I realize is people that are that judge others, you know, more the judgmental, they're very judgmental about themselves. Totally. So it's a it's an inner totally. right. Totally. They don't feel good enough. Yeah. When I used to see weight loss clients, and I had mm-hmm. you know a lot of very large women. They were the ones that were the most judgmental about body image. And how can that person wear, you know, those clothes when you can clearly see they shouldn't be wearing them? You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. But the, the real um, superpower is in seeing the judgment because we can, for the first stage is we're unconscious to it. We're judging. We don't know we're judging. We just think it's the truth. But the next stage is, hey, I'm judging. And therefore, when you see that you're actually judging that person is to be aware of it when you are aware of it it's going to dissolve yeah without judging yourself for judging right right yeah don't judge yourself say i'm human i do have a human ego and in that moment isn't that funny how i judge that person when i know we're all the same when i know we all come from the same god spark when i know that that person soul and my soul is all connected into the universe but I so judged right and so it's being aware of those people that do like kind of trigger you or that you have in your life or you see at the grocery store that feels uh you feel that energy right and then it's about and then it's about not judging and loving and realize that they're there for a reason and you get to learn something from it and even with relationships with people who are in relationships, say with a narcissist, and it's like, he, I heard this conversation recently. Um, he made me feel really bad about myself. Well, he can't make you feel bad about yourself, no matter how he treated you, because you allowed, you felt that about yourself in order to allow another human 
to treat you that way. So this right. person has given you a gift because now maybe you're going to consider self-worth. Right. And no one has the control over you. No one has the power right. to make you feel any way. Like yeah. they, no one is that powerful to make you ever feel any way at all. Yeah. And that's why exactly, exactly, Karen. And that's why on Insta, there's a lot of posts about narcissism, about these are the red flags and these are the green flags. They really irk me, those posts, because all these people are playing a beautiful role. They play a role. I know that it's impossible for any narcissist to come into my life and have any relationship with me because I don't allow that kind of energy. So if you allow that kind of energy, there needs to be self-reflection. Is Well, why do you think that you deserve to be treated like that? And so if that person has come into your life, it's an opportunity to, to um, really do some self-reflection and think, okay, what do I really believe is my worth? Yeah, absolutely. And that is part of that self-actualization because depending on personality styles and whether you're a giver or a supporter or, you know, depending on that, for some people, it's hard to choose themselves. And that is about knowing your worth and choosing yourself and choosing not to tolerate Mm -hmm. behaviors or the way others treat you if it's that type of you know, person. So yeah, yeah, exactly. it's about just knowing who you are and knowing your worth. And, and if you don't like go do what you need to do to like figure it out and love yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But in the, in the meantime, every single relationship um, gives us such a powerful mirror into who we are. And even with my son, before he had his girlfriend, He's a very logical person. And he asked me, mom, what are the benefits of having a girlfriend? Like, do I really need one? <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. And one of the reasons that I gave him was that it's the best way to learn about yourself is to be in a relationship. Because what better way? Yeah, because it triggers you and it stretches you. And that's the only way we grow, right? Yeah. Is to- be triggered and stretched by other people. If your life is just easy and whatever, we don't grow. How do we know who we are unless there is a relationship? This is the reason why source God created um, this magical experience on earth, because God could not experience itself without having a different expression of itself. And so that's how this whole earth experiment started. Right. And so relationships is where the power is to really, really, really work out who we are. Yeah. Even when we think about past relationships, like ex-husbands and, you know, deep relationships, I was married for 28 years. When I look back on it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I am a different person because I learned so much. Like, thank you for making me who I am today. Totally, totally. That reminds me of yesterday, I was speaking to somebody about my upcoming book and that I'm, that I'm writing. And my book really is in three sections. And those three sections are represented by the three men in my life. So oh. my first husband, my first husband, my second husband, and the third part being Christian, were a reflection of where I was at that time. Yeah, who you are through it, right? And who you became yeah. through it. 
I love yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. We get to talk more about that. We get to talk more about our books too. in one of yeah. these episodes. Oh, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. This is such a fun conversation and so important to talk about relationships and how every single relationship, whether we feel like it's negative or we feel like it's positive, it's all working for us. All for us and all for a reason. Thanks for watching. We hope you loved it. And if you did, please like this video and subscribe to the channel. And remember, always connect to your truest essence. And choose love. We'll see you next time.